thank you for coming back for yet again another thrilling podcast here on Fighting for the Forgotten. It, and this one, this one's going to be good. As we ended last time, we were talking it's about. <laughs> like I said, we are three guys in a room eating candy, drinking Coke. So you get what you get at this point. We're all sugared up. But that being said, uh, as we ended last time, <laughs> we were we were talking about uh, this idea of up in and out, and then sort of taking small steps of faith and what that can look like. And so I just wanted to take a few minutes and have a little bit of a conversation around that. So one small step of faith is one giant leap for your oikos. It's all you need to do. One step for your family. Well, I think that wraps it up, guys. And <laughs> done. <laughs> but I wanted I like to ask myself <laughs> God, should I take this step to show love to someone? Hmm. And he never says no. <laughs> this is highly productive. Uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to talk for a few minutes in all seriousness, if you can believe it, about what it can look like for us to take small steps of faith. And, and as God asks us to do these things, as we do them, what is it? What, what does that mean? And so, Steve, uh, Stephen, as you were talking earlier on, you had made a uh, maybe this was off the air. I'm not quite sure if I remember, but you were talking about there's there's not necessarily an end to that step. We we like to think it's a one and done type thing in mm -hmm. our in our culture in our society, but that's not at all the case. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for us? Well, sure. I mean, uh, whenever God calls us to take a step of faith it naturally is going to take us beyond our comfort zone. And so it's very, when we do take those steps of faith, there's that sense of, yay me, I did it. And and we you, pat ourselves yeah, on the back yeah. and we go from there. I was so faithful. And, uh, and, and it's, it's, there's this idea of, well, I did it. I took that step of faith. Now I can kick back and, and it's smooth sailing. And I, I see it more as it's like working out where, you know, you work out and you, you add a little more weight and you, you do that until you get to the point where your body's able to, to deal with that. Then once again, you add another weight. God wants us to build our faith muscles. He wants, actually, the, his desire is for us to be completely dependent upon him. And in order to be completely dependent upon him, we have to be completely non-dependent upon ourselves. And that requires us to move beyond our comfort zone. And so the idea of stepping beyond our comfort zone and being obedient, yes, that is something to celebrate. It really is. Because, because you've been obedient, God is able to take that and, and use it in some capacity, in some way for his glory. But that doesn't mean we, we, we're done. The next, we, we discover that his faithfulness has enlarged our comfort zone a little bit because we stepped out, he was there, and now we're, oh, okay, this is a nice place to be. But God wants us to, to step out again and again and again until we are able to be completely dependent upon him. Now, that doesn't mean it's, I, I believe he will give us rest. <laughs> so, so, like, if our listener hears that, do you think it's realistic? What, what you're laying out, mm -hmm. it's almost like an I call BS moment, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, thank you. Right, I, know, I appreciate I know, that. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. But, like, so I, I hear what you're saying, mm -hmm. and it resonates with me. Mm -hmm. Like, 
But it, it's as if you're saying God will continually ask you to step out further in mission. Mm-hmm. Is is that are are you, is that possible? Yeah, I think it is because remember, um, let's go back to uh, the idea of um, of character and competency. Mm-hmm. Um, the, these two things about being and doing. The, the more, the closer we grow to Jesus, the more he requires of us, the more he, he uses us. So as we expand our trust in him, he's going to continue to do that because Jesus had this incredible relationship with his disciples that we call invitation and challenge. And the idea was uh, you have Jesus would work with his disciples where there was invitation. I'm sorry, I'm using my hands. I'll have to explain what I'm, I'm actually doing with my hands. We're having a very in-depth, <laughs> there's a lot of movement here. Yeah, but, uh, but there's this level of invitation that Jesus put forth to, to people. And the challenge that he would issue would be based on where that level of invitation was. I'll give you an example. Um, Jesus had 12 disciples, but he had a greater invitation to three of them. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? So you have Peter, James, and John. The, because he was closer to them, there was also greater expectation of of, the, of what they would do. And then we can look at Peter. One step, Jesus, you know, Jesus, here, look at the scriptures where Jesus tells Peter, you just confess me as Lord, you're the rock, and I'm going to, you know, you, I'm going to build my church on what you just said. Peter thinks, man, I am in with Jesus. And then just a few verses later, Peter feels so comfortable in that relationship to tell Jesus that, hey, you better be careful what you're saying about this dying stuff. You know, we don't want that to happen. And what does Jesus say? He calls him out as Satan because the challenge matched the depth of intimacy that he had with Peter. So he didn't necessarily have that with with the other disciples. You know, some of them that you know uh, we don't hear much about, you know, through the rest of scripture. Yeah, we see they're doubting. Exactly. Right, exactly. Struggle. So what happens is the the deeper we go in with Jesus the more he's, he's, he's also going to match that with challenge. He's going to match that with responsibility. That's a privilege. That's a privilege. So it, it all comes down to you take a step of faith and you, you've learned to trust him. Well, he's going, he, if you want to draw closer to him again, just remember there's going to be a, additional responsibility or at least an extension of responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> No, isn't that Peter Parker's grandfather? Right, right. right. I'm, I'm being the grandfather. Oh, you're being. <laughs> I'm talking. Oh, you're talking to Peter. I think you're moment. Peter. <laughs> but does that make sense? Uh, the The idea of there, Jesus wants us to draw close to Him as as we possibly can. Yeah, no, it it, it makes total sense to me. But my question. I think continues to be if if I'm the listener, mm-hmm. how do I practically begin to take these steps? Like. For, for me, whether or not I'm new to following Jesus, or I'm a church planter, or I'm a part of a mega church, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. how do I begin to take these steps of faith slowly but surely mm-hmm. and press out into them instead of sitting on my hands, right. you know? Right. I think one of the things that we have to recognize is, is every time God calls us to do something, there's a dare involved. There's always a every scripture every every time God spoke to somebody in scripture, there was a re, there was a reason they didn't want to do it, and because there's always some kind of a dare because he it's not just about the doing it it's about him uh, Jesus getting the glory 
it's it's about it's not about us looking good it's not about well, us. do you think that's where the rub is is we're scared to step out because of what we may look like during oh, yeah. the journey it, it comes down to our, our our comfort our credibility and our control we want to you know i want jesus may ask me to do something that might cause me to lose my job that scares me jesus might call me to do something that may, may cause people to think i'm crazy that scares me. People are, Jesus may ask me to do something that may cause people to, that may actually make, it may turn out not the way I want it to. That's control. So Jesus wants, he wants my comfort, he wants my credibility, and he wants my control. And when he has those, he has me. Wow. I think those are, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've gathered this, but Stephen is the smartest person in the room. <laughs> He has an alliteration no, for a, everything. He's a fake. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just scrambling with my notepad trying to put all this down. Hold on, let me write. <laughs> um, it's a good thing we're recording. I, I think, uh, you know, it's not. Faith journey is not a one size fits all kind of deal. My, my relationship with the father looks different than Stevens and Stevens and Tim's look different from each other. And I, that doesn't mean that the father is different. It just right. means that we're different. And, uh, I, I think too often we compare ourselves to other people mm-hmm. and what their relationship with God looks e- like. Even what their steps of faith are. Like, oh, exactly. oh, look at look at how far they stepped out in faith. Can yeah. can I measure up to that? It, will I That's will a mistake. I equal? Yeah. And, and immediately, right, we're we're setting ourselves right. down the wrong path. We're we're going that one degree off, just mm-hmm. continually, inch by inch, and exactly. growing out of relationship. Each one of us has been given a, a different degree of, of grace, hmm. as far as according to the grace that you know God has given us. When we talk about like spiritual gifts, uh, the question is: Are you being faithful with what you have been given? So for some people, one man's leap of one man's little step of faith is another man's leap, like Mike is saying. Yeah, and I think uh, it, it's not. I don't know that I like the word degree because it sounds like higher and lower and that sort of thing in in people's minds. But I think just different a different type of gift. It's a different. We have different types of gifts and relate differently. Um, you know, so, some people. I, I think uh, some people connect with God more in solitude. Mm-hmm. And some people will sit uh, with a couple of people at a coffee shop and find that in their interaction with three or four people, recognizing that the Spirit of God is present, God is connecting the dots and what one person says and then another person says... It's not even something that either of the people are saying. It's something that the spirit then takes and connects the dot for the person sitting there. And they hear from God in community at a, at a coffee shop or a restaurant or around a fire pit. And, and other people hear from God more when it's uh, times of solitude. I know for me, I struggled for a while because I'm a, I'm a real extrovert and uh, I'm very ADD. And I don't, I don't find myself being the um, get alone in the wilderness type as much to, to hear from God. I find that when I'm with a group of people, when, when I'm on the go, I really hear from God. 
and that's when I get challenged a lot. So it was an individual, um, Fritz Dale, reaching oh. out to me <laughs> when we were hiking, and he uh, pulled me aside, and he said, I think you probably suck at prayer. <laughs> so gentle. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, man, it's true. And he said, I'd like to mentor you in the area of prayer. Nice. And he invited me up to his prayer cabin or up to his cabin, family cabin. He has a cabin just for prayer? He, It's the only reason I've ever been there. I've been there three <laughs> <Right>. times, <laughs> always to pray. I'm going next month again. It's become a yearly pilgrimage. And the guy has mentored me, but it's it's really, it's a community mm-hmm. of men that are that are discussing prayer, praying together. Um, I was, I was kind of discipled into, into that and it's been real rich for me. Um, one thing I found is if I try to sit down and say, God speak to me, I don't get anything. And it's almost like God is saying, no, I'm not on your time, not in your way. I'll speak to you when I want to. And it's, it's almost like when I release needing God to give me, this supernatural direction for the day or ideas or pop people into my head or make things happen. It's when I let go of that, that God speaks to me while I'm taking a jog or while I'm on the road driving or along the way. And things that I read, you know, will pop back into my head and God will put people on my mind or on my heart at that time. And I found that I'm sort of a God speaks to me on the go. I don't know if that fits my gifting because I'm always on the go, <laughs> but God kind of speaks to me as I'm going. And um, I, I don't think that we're all wired the same. And I think there's freedom to say, if you feel that the, the, the best times where you're able to, to hear from God is when you're sitting alone in a quiet place, do it. If you feel that when you sit around a fire with some people, you can just zone into God and like God will use the dialogue to connect the dots and speak to your heart and put all the pieces together. Awesome. If it's when you're in a car and you read something, but now you're driving and it, you know, music's off, windows are down and God's just speaking to your heart. Sweet. That's cool. But to feel that I have to, I have to pray like you do in the place you do and the way you do and the methods that you do. I, I think we, I think we try to make, make it fit the same way it does for us, for everyone else. And, you know, I look at my, my sister and I, we both have a relationship with my dad, but my sister's is around hot tea and history. And mine is around sports and shooting guns. <laughs> That's how we connect. We both have a relationship with my dad but it looks different. My dad's not different, but my sister and I are different. That's a, that's a good analogy. And, and to, to, to go back to our conversation around like stepping out in faith, it's the unique ways that God is dealing with our wiring that he'll encourage us prompt us and sort of spur us piece by piece, inch by inch to step out in following him. And and what I think is unique is as we as we hear this, regardless of where you are and who you are, like you can take steps of faith. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think I think that's something like for everyone to hear. 
in that moment, that there is an ability within me to take steps of faith, no matter what anxieties are taking hold of us, what lies are being like poured into our heart by the enemy, right? We, we can slowly but surely like learn to follow Jesus as we unpack this idea of like, we've been talking about discipleship and mm-hmm. to be a disciple forever mm-hmm. in this podcast, but to do those things requires some action on our end. And that mm-hmm. is to step out inch by inch and know that like, as we do those things, according to our wiring, mm-hmm. God is rewarding us mm-hmm. and he's excited and he's, he's, he's sitting there and smiling with his arms wide open, ready for us inch by inch as we do this and say, okay, now a little bit more. And remember, like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's people around you that are coming alongside you in this body. Yeah. I think we have to get comfortable with mystery. Hmm. Uh, the idea of I'm not going to, God is not going to give me the next 20 steps. You know, he, he just says, trust me. And um, I think what happens is, uh, you know, like, like Mike, I think there are times when it's like, God, I really need to hear from you. And we don't, we don't hear him. But what he's actually, what he's really implying is I want you to draw closer because mm-hmm. I'm the answer. It's not what I say. I am, am the answer. And I think for each one of us, God speaks differently. Our fingerprints are proof of that. Our DNA is proof of that, that we are unique. There is no one on the planet that is like, like any one of us, past, present, or future. And that also means that God connects with each one of us differently in a very unique way. And it's very dangerous. I shouldn't say dangerous, but it's very, it's not fair to God to compare ourselves hmm. to, to somebody else. It's, it's, we're not in, able to embrace the uniqueness of who we are. It's sort of narcissistic, if you think it about it. It can be. Right? Like, it, yeah, it can I mean, be. I mean, it's dangerous. It, it be, slowly can become that train of thought yeah, because Because you know, comparison leads to competition. Mm-hmm. And it all of a sudden... It, it breeds it, contempt. That's a downward spiral. It, like, naturally, you're in all but, the wrong places. But I, it's, it's like when you understand... I think, I think it is worth the effort to figure out how does God speak to me most often. Hmm. Now, that may not... It doesn't mean always... But how, where, where does he seem to show up most often? And that's the, t- that's the way to at least start seeking. That's a step right there. Is to, it's like, how can I start seeking him without expecting him to be predictable? But where, where, where is my meeting place with him? Whether it's, whether it's literal or, or figurative, where is my, my meeting place? It's also relationships are dynamic or should be. I hope so. And so I think about my relationship with my wife right now. I'm up here in New Hampshire. I talked to her for 10 minutes on the phone in the last day. I'll go home and I'll spend hours with her because I haven't seen her in a couple of days. And I, I think the relationship with God, we tend to, um, again, compartmentalize god's going to be in this 30 minute compartment every morning i'm going to pull him out of the compartment he's going to pop up like the genie in aladdin he's going to give me all the stuff i need and then off i go with my day and then he's going to hop back into the lamp and we're we're cool instead of saying there's this dynamic relationship that at times i i'm spending a lot of time listening to and hearing the voice of god there are other times where God's sort of um, directing me while I'm on the go. There, there are times where I'm listening a lot. There are times where I'm reading a lot. There are times where I'm in community a lot. And to understand the, the dynamic of there, there's different seasons in a day, in a week, in a month. And we have freedom in that. It's, it's less of a legalistic ritualism and more of a, 
a freedom for dynamic relationship. We have forgotten how to listen. I, I think that's that's one thing, at least for me, maybe I shouldn't say we, but for me personally, when it comes to prayer, it's it was always me doing the talking. Hmm. But we need to learn to, li- we need to expect to hear from God. We need to, he does speak. He hasn't, he's never stopped speaking, but we, there's an old, uh, contemporary Christian song. That's weird to say. It. Old contemporary, <laughs> but it says uh, he is not silent. Oh, out of the gray, uh, he is not silent. We are not listening. And I think what happens is we need to is to make the space just to be able to to listen. Doesn't mean he's always going to speak when we want him to, or more importantly, say what we want him to say. Uh, I think that's why he draws us in closely so that we recognize him when when he's speaking. But I, I, at least in my life in the last couple of years, I've needed to learn how to listen because I'm, I, I don't know about you guys, but I get uncomfortable with silence. I just, you know, there's that, you know, and well, most people are because if you are in church and there's a moment of silence. Well, it's like they <laughs> it's say that in like in group dynamics, anything more than 15 seconds oh, in a large yeah. group. People it, start coughing. It creates start, chaos. Yeah, there's it that creates awkward, chaos, yeah. But it's, it, it's amazing how you just, you just kind of separate yourself from everything around you and listen. That's not a guarantee that he's going to speak. But I think, I think this is, I heard someone, I think it was Pete Gregg say this, that when it comes to praying and making time to pray, he said, even if Jesus doesn't speak, the fact you showed up, the fact you showed up is going to be a blessing. Hmm. And I think that's, it, it's the, it's our intent to draw near. Was it draw near? You know, we, we draw near to him. He'll draw near to us. So. I think as we as we sort of wrap things here, um, bear with me for a second. Maybe this will make no sense, and so I apologize. But as we come to this conclusion with listening, it's interesting we started with steps of faith, right? right. What does it look like to take steps of faith? And it, it brought us all the way down listening. to just listening mm-hmm. to the voice of God. And I think as we do those things, there's a natural result that begins to take place in our lives because it becomes uncontainable to ourselves. And we sort of see the hand of God work himself out in in ways of multiplication on a regular and daily basis. And I think if you track with us through this whole podcast, and hopefully you've been listening, either you're binging it just like you do a Netflix or something (laughs) like that. But as you've been listening, we started with this idea of adventure, like embarking on the adventure and what it is to be a disciple, what a disciple is and how it is to like follow Jesus in this way of discipleship. And then we began to unpack, okay, how do we, how do we live this? How do, how are we up and in and out? And then how do we take steps of faith? And as we take these steps of faith, I think what begins to happen is this natural multiplication within the body. And so that's, that's where I want to wrap up for today. And as we come into this again, I want to unpack for our listeners, like what multiplication looks like, what it is, what it isn't, who knows, maybe I'll throw some Colin BS in the moment. It's going to be like a tagline for ours now, I think. <laughs> People are not going to be happy with me. Creo Collective, I call BS. <laughs> But, but as, as we as we unpack this idea of multiplication, understanding like our role as followers of Jesus in this and how he is at work in all things. Well, that does it for today. And uh, 
this was an exciting one. I, I actually really enjoyed this conversation, and I, I hope you did too. As opposed <laughs> I was to the, shocked. As opposed to I the other podcast, this one was interesting. Hours, Finally uh, a good one. It's about time. But as we move forward. Those clowns at Korea. Oh, we are far from... <laughs> <laughs> Far from the perfect picture of Disney, that is for certain. That always Sorry, Stephen. Always comes it back always to comes that. Back. But thank you for joining us. We will have more for you again soon.